0: I want to just first thank Pastor Benson for the opportunity um, to share this morning. And I want to thank my husband for being um, a listening ear as I had to kind of get him to sit with me and come on, let's go over. All right, where we at? (laughs) Wearing him out a little bit and my family and just um, being thankful for the opportunity to pray, to be able to talk to the Lord. Amen. And with that said, we're going to just open up in a word of prayer this morning. Father, we just come in the mighty name of Jesus this morning. God, we thank you for another opportunity to come together in your presence, oh God. We take it not for granted as we just were discussing the aches and pains of the body, God, but we still have activity of our limbs and we just thank you. We glorify you this morning, God. We thank you for your word, Lord God, and I pray that as we dive into the lesson today, Lord, that you will be glorified, that you will be magnified, that your people will be edified, God. We thank you and praise you for this time that you just set aside. We continue to lift our pastor and first lady in our prayers, Lord God, this morning as we think of them. And we just thank you and give you praise, God, for all that you'll do, Lord God, through your word at this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, sisters. Mark 1 and 35 says, And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place, and there prayed. Luke 11, 1 also says, And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John taught his disciples. And then I'll share a couple quotes that I just read, and I thought they were really profound. One quote from Martin Luther says, to be a Christian without prayer is no more possible than to be alive without breathing. There's another quote from E.M. Bounds that says, Prayer should not be regarded as a duty which must be performed, but rather as a privilege to be enjoyed. A rare delight that is always revealing some new beauty. Ian Bounds, he has another quote that I really, I really appreciate this one. This one says, Prayers outlive the lives of those who uttered them. Outlive a generation, outlive an age, outlive a world. Amen. And... I reflect on that as I think about um, the African-American slavery experience, how prayers, and we look at where we're at generationally now, those prayers outlived those who didn't make it. Amen? Prayer does not fit us. This is Oswald Chambers. I really love this. Prayer does not fit us for the greater work, but prayer is the greater work. So this morning, as um, we're going to be around the around the tool of prayer and the purpose of prayer, the purpose and the reasons of prayer. Um, Definition of prayer, um, I'm sure everybody probably has their own definition of prayer. We all have one or we've thought of one. We, um, I'm often reminded of, you know, you see like a little kid kneeling at the bedside with their arms, you know, their hands closed in a posture of prayer or I've even seen pictures of maybe an older woman sitting at the kitchen table, and she's just praying. Like, you know, her hands are folded. She's in a position of prayer. And I'm hoping during this time period that we would develop in our own minds our own pictures of us praying. You know, how we are just prostrate before God, whether we're sitting, whether we're standing, whether we're stretched out on the floor. But we would create our own image of prayer, you know, in our prayer life. So, prayer by definition is a solemn request for help or an expression of thanks addressed to God, who is our object of worship. He's our object. Similar words, invocation, intercession, or devotion. At times, we can look at prayer simply as a means of getting things for ourselves, right? We can, But the biblical purpose of prayer is that we may get to know God himself, relationship. Amen? What a wonderful Savior we have that wants to be in relationship with us. And and we can talk later, too, about just communication being key in any relationship. Communication. Prayer is talking to God. The God to whom we pray is all-powerful creator. He's able to intervene in our lives. He's a loving father, so he cares about our needs and concerns, and he is the all-knowing Lord of the universe who knows everything before we even approach his throne in prayer. He already knows. I don't know if in your imagination you can see it, and I, I do this because it just, it just gives me pause, um, that when we close our eyes, or when we're in a posture of prayer, that we're before the throne of God. We're before his throne. Like, just imagining that. God, we just bow. We just, we are before your throne, oh God. We are thanking you, and we are petitioning you. Oh God, mm. can you see what I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen? Can you see, brothers and sisters? Amen. Wow. Wow. Hallelujah! How Jesus gives us a swipe card to the Father. Hallelujah! We got, you know the swipe cards. We need some time to get in our offices. He just says, "Here's a swipe card to get to the Father." Hallelujah! Amen. Um, I, Isaiah 65:24 reads, "And it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer, and while they are yet speaking, I will hear." So we already know God knows what we're even going to come before him with, but he wants that relationship with us. Amen. Ugh, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Jesus, who is the author and finisher of our faith, according to Hebrews twelve two, according to the scriptures. Amen. Our greatest example of a prayer warrior and one having a prayer life. As we read in Mark 1:35, the morning he rose up before a day, he went out to a solitary place and he prayed. I don't know if anybody remembers, um, the last few sermons we've been getting have been on pause and on um, prayer or just stillness or being still before the Lord. Amen? And I thought about, thought about that as I thought about Jesus finding a solitary place to go and to talk to his Father. Amen? And then the night before he endured the cross, The word says, the son bowed before the father with intensity. His sweat was like drops of blood. Remember that? In Luke 22 and 42. And he said, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Transition word, nevertheless. Amen. Thank God for Jesus. Family, there are many kinds of prayers. Jesus made it available to us with that swipe card to the Father. Amen. And the Swipe cards that we have at work. Public prayers, private prayers, memorized prayers, spontaneous prayers, spoken prayers, silent prayers, written prayers, scripture prayers, and sung prayers. Um, I don't know if you ever heard anybody sing just their prayer. It's, it's a beautiful this just sounds beautiful, like, oh man, or they're singing the scriptures, amen, and I know most of the songs that we do here in the gospel realm, are based off of scriptures, amen. When should we pray? We all, First Thessalonians five seventeen says, without ceasing to, for us to never stop praying, and i was using my imagination again as I'm, we're dealing with incorporating prayer into our everyday lives, in our chores, in our whatever we're doing. You know, we can be walking up the stairs with a basket of clothes and we can be praying. We can just be talking to the Lord. Amen. Just talking to him. The most important part of prayer is simply that we talk to the Lord. We got to talk to him. Amen. He wants relationship with us. Our reasons today to pray are for the same reasons the people in the Bible prayed. Amen? Our examples, the scripture says, to speak to God, to worship him, to adore him, to thank him, to ask him for healing, forgiveness, direction. We live in a chaotic world right now. I I know I'm praying for a lot lot of direction. because I don't always know which way to go. But praying is how Christians grow in a deeper relationship with Christ and how we know the direction that he wants us to go and grow in our lives. Jeremiah 33 and 3 says, Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. We can call to God in prayer. Purpose of prayer, glorify God. Our purpose in prayer is glorifying God. Amen. And if we're being completely honest, most of our prayers have, as their chief objective, our own personal comfort rather than God's glory. We want to pray away every problem. And this is real talk, brothers and sisters. But those short-sighted prayers can short-circuit God's plan for us. Amen. I'm learning that. I'm raising hand Raise. I'm learning that part, you know. Um, there are seasons and situations when we need to simply pray through, amen? Um, I have an excerpt here from Draw the Circle from Mark Betterson. and he states, can our prayers change our circumstances? Absolutely. But when our circumstances don't change, it's often an indication that God is trying to change us. Mm. The primary purpose of prayer is not to change circumstances, Amen. With me a second. The primary purpose of prayer is to change us. But either way, the chief objective remains the same, to glorify God in, in any and every situation. Amen. There's a big difference between praying away and praying through. We're often so anxious to get out of difficult, painful, challenging situations that we fail to grow through them. We're fixated on getting out of them. Amen. That we don't get anything out of them. We fail to learn the lessons. God's trying to teach us or cultivate character, godly character. He's trying to grow us. Amen. But sometimes we're focused on God changing our circumstances that we we never allow God to change us. Um, I know I experienced this in my parenting role, you know what I mean? God, get me to the other side, you know what I mean? Give <laughs> me to the other side. But um, the Lord was trying to grow, He's trying to grow me and stretch me and show me that I really needed to depend on Him for everything, amen? So instead of 10 or 20 years of experience, we have one year of experience repeated 10 or 20 times. <laughs> Sometimes we need to pray uh, get-me-out prayers, but sometimes we need to pray to get get me through prayers. And we need discernment to know when to pray what. Amen. Thank God that uh, he's a good God and he will allow us in those situations where God has to change us. Um, pastor taught Bible study a couple weeks ago, and he taught from Daniel 6. And it really touched my heart because um, Daniel, as we know, was a praying, he was a praying man. He, you know, um, was led, you know, one of the kids brought up from captivity, amen, to Babylon. And he was a subject of haters. I'm talking about Daniel chapter 6. He was a subject of haters from the governors and so forth. And, and these, these haters led the king to establish a decree in Daniel 6, 7, the B part, a firm decree. The scripture says that what whosoever shall ask a petition of any God or man for 30 days, save of thee, O king, he shall be cast into the den of lions. But what Daniel did was profound in verse 11. In verse 11, this is after Daniel heard about the decree The men found Daniel praying and making supplication before his God. He left his windows open because he wasn't ashamed to pray to his God. He had confidence in his God. And guess what? Daniel's God is our God. Amen. And we can have the same level of confidence that he had when things come up against us. Mm. What a mighty God. And we can leave our windows open and we can pray and, we, and people can see and be a, be a witness of what God can do in our situations. Amen. A lot of times I don't think, you know, we share our testimonies and, and I hear people say, you know, your testimony is not to be shared for everybody. And that's between you and what you want to say. But I do believe that when we do share our testimonies, even if it's amongst an unbeliever, that they can see the glory of God work through the situation, even if God does not deliver. Hallelujah. He's with us and he sees us and they see us having a certain peace, a posture of peace. How you, how, you, how you have a posture of peace? You know, so Daniel's God is our God, but it didn't stop the fire from getting any hotter in Daniel's life. He was still thrown into the lion's den family. And we know what happened in verse 22. God sent his angel, amen. God sent his angel in the lion's den. And guess what? According to Psalm 34 7, the angel of the Lord encamps round about them that fear him and delivereth them. Here we also see God's power and provision in prayer, amen. So God sent an angel to, to Daniel, right? But the word is telling us in Psalm 34 7, That God sends an angel to come pass around about us that fear him. Hallelujah. I'm excited about that. Amen. Same God Daniel served. Same God we serve. Amen. And we can come out with the same in the the lion's den. Hallelujah. We can come out the same way. Unscathed. Hallelujah. Because the Lord will send an angel to shut the lion's mouth. Hallelujah. This is big right here, family. And I thought about this. We can say we can see the whole Godhead. We can see the Trinity in our prayers. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. We pray to the Father because we have access to him by his son, Jesus. Jesus, we got that swipe card to get to the Father through Jesus. Amen. Like that swipe card you wear to work. Hallelujah. Our Savior, we can get to him the captain of our salvation, Jesus, the minister of the sanctuary, the scriptures call him. So in the name of Jesus, we come and the Holy Spirit does what Romans 8.26 says. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered amen. That's like, I'm ready to run around the church with that. That's a beautiful thing. We have the whole trinity. When we come to God in prayer, we're accessing the whole Godhead. God, you're glorified in this prayer. Amen. It's some excitement going on in prayer, family. God is working in us and through us in our prayers. Amen. I just want to encourage you as we're dealing with just um, purpose in prayer. Amen. Amen. Uh, So I just want to share with you some purposes of prayer. And I hope this encourages you to stretch out in your prayer life. Amen. To talk to God. Amen. Get real with God. Amen. You and him. The things you can't pick up the phone and call Sister Lucinda about, you know, we can talk to the Lord about in prayer. Amen. So prayer, as we talked previously, is an act of communication with God. All relationships require communication. Amen? Prayer is our one central way we communicate with God. And it's not just about getting our needs met. God calls us to pray in order to develop and deepen relationships within. God wants our friendship, according to John 15, 14, and 15. He says, ye are my friends. If you do whatsoever, I command you. Henceforth, I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord does. But I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard of my Father, I have made known unto you. Amen. We are blessed people. The most important word for a successful relationship, any relationship, is communication. Man, have I learned that with teenagers. Whew. Specifically. Prayer is an act that shows our dependence on God. Mm. Father, I can't, but I know you can. Mm. it's an admission that we need God's help to live a fruitful and productive life. When we look at Jesus's life, it's clear that it was prayer that allowed him to do everything the father called him to do. John 5 19 says, then answered Jesus and said unto them, verily, verily, I say unto you, the son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the father do For what things soever he doeth, these also doeth the Son likewise. Jesus was in effect saying that on his own, he did not have the insight or ability to live an extraordinary life without dependence on his Father. That's us. We can't do it. Early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got got up, went to a quiet, solitary place and prayed. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you jesus for his example amen jesus example is clear in order for us to know what to do and know the father's will we he had to depend on his father in prayer and if jesus needed to pray and was dependent upon god through prayer we certainly need to do the same amen father i can't make it without you prayer is an act of making our requests known unto god we know that God knows everything before we ask. We read that scripture in Jeremiah before we call. Amen? But in John 15, 7, Jesus says, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, then you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. It's a blank check, drawn on the blank of heaven, signed by Jesus. God wants us to ask him, be dependent upon him for what we want and need from him, if we are abiding and when we abide, we will say, like Luke twenty-two forty-two, 42, Father, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. The Bible tells God what you need. Let your requests be made known unto him. Philippians 4, 6. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. Psalm 37, 4 and 5 says, delight ourselves also in the Lord, and he will give us the desires of our hearts. Commit our ways unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Praise the Lord. I think Malachi, we got a school scripture to start off with this year. Praise the Lord. Prayer is an act of cooperation with God, his open door. Hallelujah. That's a reason to rejoice. Prayer is God's way of letting us partner with him to accomplish his purposes. Amen. In our prayers, we learn more about his will, and we can play our role in accomplishing his plan. Amen. God's like, come on, just huddle up, team. Let's get ready. Amen. Through prayer. Remember that prayer is not limited by space and time. God's not. And it opens the door to God's limitless power, limitless power. Amen. Ah, uh, uh, we got to tap in. We got to tap in. Amen. Our prayers go straight to God, and He has the power to change the course of history. Prayer allows us to know the heart of God. Our words go into the omnipotent God, our powerful, and God who can move heaven and earth on our behalf. Amen. It's wonderful how God responds to us in prayer. We just read in Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Verse 6, we can be careful for nothing, everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, letting our qu- requests be made known unto him. And he answers because verse 7 says, and the peace of God, hallelujah, and the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep our hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I, I know people that live without peace. And I know people that do live with peace. There's a huge difference. And peace, you can't buy that at the shop right down the street. This is from God. Amen. And it, I'm telling you, we need him for our peace. Amen. We live, in a, we live in a world full of chaos, craziness going on. But the peace of God, which passes all understanding, how God responds. Amen. When we do it, Philippians 4, 6 says. Amen. Prayer can help us avoid temptation and overcome sin. Jesus counseled his disciples. Watch and pray that you enter not in temptation. Matthew 26, 41. Through prayer, we can overcome temptation to sin. Amen. (laughs) Sin. Amen. Real. God's word calls us to pray. Amen. Calls us to pray. Um, If we're obedient to his will, then prayer must be a part of our life in Him. Where does the Bible call us to pray? You ask. Amen. Matthew 544 talks about praying for those who persecute us. Amen. That's a place. Um, Matthew six and five says about us, don't pray like everybody else does. They have their reward. But when we pray, go into our secret place. Amen. We pray unto God. He rewards us openly. Amen. In Romans twelve twelve, he tells us to be purposeful, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer, continuing instantly in prayer. Amen. And then Philippians 4, 6, I, I feel like that's like the theme verse, but that we, you know, we can be careful for nothing. Amen. Colossians 4, 2 says, devote ourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Amen. And 1 Thessalonians 5.17, that says, never stop praying. Never stop praying. Um, I take a 45-minute trip to New Jersey every day to work. And when my friends aren't calling me on the phone, kind of going up, I... um, I just talked to the Lord in my car, like you know what I mean. I just talked to Him, like Lord, I'm gonna need I need you today. I needed you yesterday, but I'm gonna need you a little bit more today. I haven't had my coffee yet, so it's me and you, Jesus. Amen. And then first, first Timothy two and one, the Lord um, Lord's Word talks about urging us to pray. Um, and make intercession for, you know, all, all of our government officials and so forth, but it tells us to pray. Pray for, we want to see things done. We want to see God work. We got to pray about the things that we want to see done. Amen. Ah, I'm praying for a family member right now. God, but God is changing me through the prayer of that family member. Amen. Prayer is an act of obedience, and God calls us to pray, and we must respond. Amen. Jesus prayed regularly. What a great example! Jesus, ah, a great example of everything, but just of of how he could steal away to pray. He's got the woman pressing in to touch the hem of his garment. You know, he's got people all around him. Like, how could he even ha- find a solitary place to pray? you know? But he prayed. He made time to talk to his father, regardless of what was going on around him. He made time. He had to steal away and pray. What a great example. The scriptures are written as an example for us of how we need to do. Amen. We praise God for that. Um, We see Jesus. He had the disciples. He dismissed them, and he went up to the mountainside by himself to pray in Matthew 14, 23. Um, Jesus went with his disciples to Gethsemane and he said, sit here and I'm going over there and pray in Matthew 26, 36. And then uh, the Lord keeps bringing me back to Mark 1, 35. Jesus stole away to pray, withdrew and, and prayed, Luke 5 and 16 also, amen. And prayer is how we communicate with God amen? We, we went over this earlier. Um, it, uh, prayer allows us to worship and praise God as well. It also gives us to offer confession of our sins, which will lead us to genuine repentance, amen? word says the goodness of God leads us to repentance. Moreover, prayer grants us the opportunity pre- to present our requests to God. We talked about it, that in Philippians 4, all of these aspects of prayer involve communication with our creator. He is personal. Hallelujah. He cares for us. He wants to commune with us through prayer. We know 2 Chronicles 7.14. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin. Hallelujah and we'll hear their land. Hallelujah. It's nothing like the Lord forgiving us from some sin. Hallelujah. Amen. And then Hebrews 4, 15 and 16 talks about we don't have a high priest that is not able to sympathize with our weakness. Amen. But we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet without sin. So let us approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. Amen. And and approaching that throne boldly, I I mean, I just, I couldn't get that out of my my imaginary mind, that when I go in prayer, I'm at the throne of God. Hallelujah. I'm at his throne. I'm bowed. God, I need you. I'm crying out for you. What an awesome posture to be in that the Lord allows us to be in. Amen. With him, prayer is not just about asking for blessings. We've heard of, we've heard that, though so we we are welcome to do so, Amen. But it's just about communicating with the living God. Without communication, relationships fall apart. So too, our relationship with God suffers when we do not communicate with Him. And I want to. Side note, prayer, this prayer is, prayer is so powerful, to talking with the God, I'm telling you, that um, the enemy will try to come and stop us from praying, oh my gosh, it's, it's a fight almost, like, I don't know if anybody has experienced it, but sometimes, just to do like Mark 135, to steal away to a solitary place, huh, life is like moving, You know, really fast, faster and faster, it seems. But to steal away, I'm telling you, the phone will ring or text or just something happens when we're trying to, like, just kind of have a solitary moment in prayer. We got to fight in prayer. Amen? Prayer allows us to participate in God's work. Does God need our help? No. He's all-powerful and in control of everything in his creation. Why do we need to pray? Because prayer is the means God has ordained for some things to happen. Prayer, for instance, helps others know the love of Jesus. Prayer can clear human obstacles out of the way in order to allow God to work. It's not that God can't work without our prayers, but that he has established prayer part his, as a part of his plan in accomplishing his will in the world. Amen? Prayer gives us power over evil. Can physical, help, can physical strength help us overcome obstacles and challenges in the spiritual realm? No. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Ephesians 6.12. But in prayer, even the physically weak, can become strong in the spiritual realm. Amen. I, I I don't know if anybody has witnessed somebody that is in severe pain that should be complaining left and right, but they have a different posture. Amen. They have a posture of peace. And I believe that's through talking to the Lord in prayer. Amen. Strong in the spiritual realm. Or you've ever been to see somebody that's sick and they end up praying for you and you leave out of there ready to jump up and rejoice. And you're like, I'm supposed to be coming to encourage them. Amen. What a mighty God. What a mighty God. And the word says, for physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. First Timothy 4, 8. Matthew 26 and 41 says, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Amen. And prayer is always available. Mm, What access we have. Nothing can keep us from approaching God in prayer except our own choices. Amen. Our own choices. The enemy's fighting us. He don't want us to pray. He knows something powerful will happen, and we'll deal with the power of prayer next week. Power, amen. Prayer keeps us humble before God. Humility is a virtue God desires in us. Proverbs eleven two. Proverbs 22, 4. You can write these down. You can read them at your leisure. Ephesians 4, 2. Prayer reminds us that we are not in control, but God is thus keeping us from pride. Amen. Matthew 18, 4 says, Therefore, whoever humbles himself like a child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Prayer grants us the privilege of experiencing God. Amen. Through prayer, we obtain a exper- exp- experiential basis of our faith. We do not ignore the intellect for reasons for faith, but prayer makes our experience of God real on an emotional level and I don't know if anybody has just poured out your heart before the Lord in prayer and you found yourself your face just completely wet amen as 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 we become emotional and experiencing the privilege of God amen answered prayer is a potential witness amen Answered prayer is a potential witness If our prayer is answered, it can serve as a potential witness for those who doubt. And even if things don't work out the way we say, okay, this is what's going to happen, this is what I told... God, this is what I'm praying for God to do, more or less. But if God works it out, if he, if he doesn't work it out the way we see it, but he's working another way, amen, we can ex- still experience Philippians 4-7, as I talked about earlier, which says God's peace can still be with us, regardless of the unanswered pra- the una- what we think may be unanswered prayer going forth, you know. God can still give us peace. So those that are watching us are like, hmm, something strange. You know what I mean? She's calm. She's cool. She's told me the cops were at her house last night. You understand what I'm saying? But she's calm and cool today. And that's Philippians 4-7. Peace of God. Amen. Prayer strengthens our bonds between believers. Amen. I know we've been in as a body experienced in the first 15. Amen. And it's strengthening our bond as believers. Amen. Prayer not only strengthens our relationship with God, but when we pray with other believers, prayer also strengthens the bonds between fellow Christians. Amen. And we're all a testimony that we're all witnessing that even now. Prayer can succeed where other means have failed. Have all your options been exhausted? Prayer can succeed where other means have failed. Prayer should not be a last resort, but a first response. Remember, Pastor Haman preached on first responders. But Matthew 6 and 33 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these things will be added. Amen. But there's times when sincere prayer must be offered in order to accomplish something. Amen. Prayer fulfills our emotional needs, and we talked about that earlier. I have a quote from C.S. Lewis that he put it this way: God designed the human machine to run on Himself. He himself is the fuel, is the fuel our spirits were designed to burn, or the food our spirits were designed to feed on. There is no other. Hallelujah. Our spiritual fuel. Amen. So I've given you just many reasons that we should come to God in prayer. Amen. Um, There's incredible power and potential in prayer. Through prayer, we invite the God of the universe into our situation and into our lives. Prayer changes things, but even more, prayer changes us. Through prayer, we have the opportunity to reach our full potential in Christ. The disciples said to Jesus in Luke 11, Lord, teach us to pray. I see humility there with the disciples. Amen. They wanted to grow. They wanted to be disciples that make disciples. Amen. Through the life-changing word of God. Amen. As we grow in our prayer life, we become more alive and more engaged with what God is doing. Amen. None of us are perfect at prayer, oh my goodness, you know, I know some of us, um, we get scared, you know, I was scared um, to pray, um, even openly before people, you know, we just, I just prayed, you know, privately, but it's a blessing to be able to pray and to lift up your brothers and sisters in Christ before the Lord, amen, and as we take steps to grow spiritually in our prayer life, our impact is incredible. Amen. God will move mountains and will transform us into people of love, joy, peace, the fruits of the spirit. We'll be walking and exercising them. Amen. Living and walking in the supernatural. Amen. Amen. Let's become a people of prayer and a church of prayer together. Amen. Continue to come a a church of prayer together because we're already doing doing it. Amen? There's an urgency of prayer. We are in an emergency situation. You know the world we live in. The house is on fire. Cities are on fire. There's an emergency in the nations right, right now. We're battling all over America, other countries. The harvest is ripe. And Satan knows his time is short. Amen. He is doing everything he can to do his mission to steal, kill, and destroy. We must pray. We must encourage everyone around us to pray. We must shake away, shake awake those that are asleep. We must become radical and passionate in prayer amen, I praise God for, side note, New Direction um, Bible Fellowship, because when I came, they were having an all-night prayer, and I said, wow, that's all-night prayer, you know, I didn't, I didn't know what it was, I said, are we, like, going to sleep, and sleeping bags prayer, what, what are we doing, you know, but I praise God, um, for Sister Letha, who's going on to be with the Lord, um, kind of leading up that charge for all night prayer. And I saw her laying out on the floor in the room and I said, she was just kind of, she was praying in there while we were praying in the sanctuary. And I praise God for that um, because it's the examples that we see that really minister and encourage us in our roles as believers, as um, folks of prayer. Amen. The cities and nations are on fire. And prayer is the answer. We have the answer. Amen? When we pray, we are empowered to reach the lost. We take action. Then we take action with the power of God. God rules through his body, the praying church. God rules through his body, the praying church. Praise God. That's us. Amen? So I thought of a couple uh, acronyms that I read about. Um, for prayer. And um, feel free. One is P-U-S-H. Does anybody happen to know, that, know what that means? The acronym stands for rather. <laughs> Pray until something happens. Amen. And, and the Lord has made um, prayer a, as simple as salvation, amen? Salvation is A, B, C, amen? Prayer is simple, you know? It's, it's simple, but there's power in it, amen? we're going to talk about that next week. I'm excited, amen? Pray, has anybody seen this acronym P, period R, period A, period Y? Has anybody seen that one? That was like new for me, too. That was very new for me. Anybody seen that one? No? So, what it stands for is, I hope everybody can see it, but it's praise for the P, R stands for repent, A for ask, and Y for yield. Amen. So, praise. Praise focuses our minds on Christ. Praise affects our feelings and emotions, our response. Amen. Repent. Amen. Ask God for and and give forgiveness. God forgive us, help me to turn from the way I was going, what I was doing, help me turn, help me repent, clear our conscience, amen? Ask, A for ask. Ask, pray in faith, pray with patience, amen? And the Y is yield. Yield when you are unsure, yield when you don't want to. when we relinquish relinquish ourselves to God, we're giving up our self-will, and we're giving up a demanding spirit, and we are seeking no more to do things our way, but his way. Amen? Thus, to relinquish is to accept willingly whatever he sends us, even whatever he demands of us. It is doing whatever he says and it is going wherever he leads us but we do not go alone amen the life of relinquishment is not lonely or does not give up hope it is full of hope amen that like you know doesn't make sense but it's God amen it's our God (laughs) it is hope it's full of hope for when we relinquish all to God, we put our hand in his hand, and he leads us. Relinquishment, surrender, hallelujah, amen. Similar words, amen. Similar definitions and meanings. And then we have ACTS, which I, this is, I love this. I love ACTS. Anybody know what the acronym for ACTS is? Amen. Let me write that down. I'm sorry. Amen. And since those acronyms are kind of like my favorite, I just just kind of briefly go over. And the acts, the um, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication—they're just my fave. You know, um, acts. The A, the adoration. We adore. We we approach God, adoring Him, worship Him, worshiping Him in prayer. Amen. This is how we can kind of. Lay out our, our, our thought for prayer, amen, our purpose in prayer, adoration. God, you are, you are big, you are holy. Hearken to the voice of my cry, my king and my God, for unto you I pray, Psalm 5, 1 through 5. Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my meditation, amen, amen. So we adore God, amen, in our prayers, hallelujah, And then we have the C for confession. Amen? It's also called reconciliation or penance in the Judeo-Christian tradition, the acknowledgement of sinfulness in public or private, regarded as necessary to obtain divine forgiveness. Amen? Confession usually doesn't make the uh, Christian's top ten spiritual habits, as I understand. (laughs) But there's a blessing in confession. There is. In our confession, God begins to work. Amen? Confession prayer will change us and our relationship with God forever. Amen? First John 1, 8 through 10 is a scripture you can write down. Amen? To say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and justified forgive us of our sins, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. So remember, the big C. Amen. Confession. Proverbs 28, 13 is another one. He that covereth his sins shall not prosper, but whosoever confesses and forsakes them shall have mercy. Hallelujah. What a mighty God. Amen. Confession is important. Amen. And just going along with confession because it's it's big. Um, there's there's a couple areas of biblical prayer confessions, um, and we can say they can include a humble and contrite spirit, acknowledgement of a specific sin, an affirmation of God's character, assurance of forgiveness. Amen. Through our confession, and we and God reacts. Amen. In our confession. He cleanses us. Amen. We just read that in 1 John 1 1.9. He can heal us. Amen. James 5.16 says, Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so you'll be healed. Amen. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Amen. God forgives us. Psalm 32.5. Then I acknowledge my sin to you, O God, and did not cover up my iniquity I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. Hallelujah. And God has mercy on us and restores our joy. Hallelujah. Joy down deep in my soul, down deep in my soul. Amen. And then we have tea, Thanksgiving. Amen. And we have so much to thank God for, so much. Um, I started. I started doing some statements of gratitude, just as just thanking God, just writing down some stuff. He's just I could just give thanks for, for His provision, Amen. For His mercy, Amen. For His loving kindness, Amen. First Thessalonians five sixteen through eighteen says: Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. In everything. Give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Give God the sacrifice of praise continually, which is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Another prayer. Proverbs 17:22. A merry heart does good like medicine. Lord, change my outlook and attitude into one of joyful contentment in my present circumstances. Amen. Thank you. We can say thank you, Lord, and we can name a difficult circumstance in our life. And we can give thanks for the, even the difficult circumstances. That's a place in Christ. Amen. 2 Corinthians 2.14 says, Now thanks be to God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ. Amen. And make it manifest the savor of his knowledge by us in every place. Hmm. Thanks be unto God. Amen. Always causes us to triumph. Remember that. Remember that. Amen. For his provision. Amen. For his provision. We can go back to the garden in scripture and see where God made provision even in Genesis 3-2. Unto Adam also and to his wife did the Lord God make coats of skin and clothe them. Amen. Whatever. They did something wrong. They did something God told them not to do. They repented. And God made provision. Amen. Cover us up, Lord. Hallelujah. Matthew 6, 25 and 28. Amen. You can write that down. Philippians 4:19, his provision, and God and my God will supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Amen. Psalm 34, 8 through 10. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. O oh, fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger. Hallelujah. But they, hallelujah, that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Amen. Psalm 34, 8 through 10. Hallelujah. So we can cultivate gratitude and a grateful heart. Amen. With thanksgiving. Amen. And I do have a bunch of scriptures, um, just of Thanksgiving prayers, Amen. S um, in Acts is for supplication. Supplication, by definition, is the action of asking or begging for something earnestly and humbly. Supplication is divine. Is defined as the act of humbly begging for something, especially when pleading with God in prayer. An example of supplication is when you get on your knees and pray to God for something an act of supplicating, a humble request. Amen. We can supplicate before God. Don't call me right now. I'm supplicating. Hallelujah. <laughs> before the Lord. Uh, and, it, and, and it's an old, that old-fashioned Latin word, supplicatus, which means to kneel. Amen. In Middle English definition was to pray humbly, to entreat or petition humbly. It's a request, and a request made to God becomes a prayer. Amen? So there we have it. Purpose in prayer. And when we purpose in prayer, we'll deal with the power that happens. Amen? In prayer, next week. Praise the Lord for his word. Praise the Lord for his his timing. Amen? His timing. And is leading. We wanna close out in prayer. Anybody want to close out in prayer? Yeah, somebody close out. Elder. Heavenly Father, being so grateful to you, Father God. Mm.